0: out of us guys. Just give him a little bit. You don't have to give him a lot. He's God. He takes care of the big stuff. But he needs us to participate. Doing life without God, I'm telling you, man, is and I did it for a while, it is not fun. It's not fun. But simply communicating with a God who loves you more than anybody else. Anybody else. I mean you know the value of a thing by what the person's willing to spend on that thing. You see what I'm saying? I mean they have a car um, I forget what it's called, a, 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 a laryngan or something like that. It's a, it's a particular car. They only make so many thousands of them. And uh, I've, I can't think of them. but I just want to use the illustration. The car is roughly worth about $1.5 million. One car that barely gets two people in it. And they only make so many of them a year. And you and I may look at that and go, man, that's a waste of money. Who would spend that kind of money on it? Well, the person that walked in there and wrote a check for $1.5 million thinks it's worth it. It's worth it to him. Well, I want you to know your God thought you was worth giving His only begotten Son, sending Him to earth. And we're going to talk about that a little bit and how that, you know, uh, applies to us and and what does that mean because a lot of people have heard born again and being saved. Well, we're going to kind of go into the nuts and bolts of that and I want you guys to lean in because a lot of people, they don't understand salvation. A lot of people just think, well, coming to church makes me saved. If I just carry a Bible, maybe that makes me safe. Maybe if I was just born in the USA, I'm a Christian. I mean, if you're born here, you, you got to be a Christian. You know what I'm saying? That's not the case. There's something way more going on than we know. And I just want to kind of get into a little bit of that day. But, but before I do, I had a few things because we're moving into 2019. How many of y'all excited about 2019? Man, I am. Hallelujah. 2018 was a good year. I've seen God do some great things with Belinda. You know, she's been on uh, dialysis now for several months, and she's at home doing dialysis. And, you know, she'd come home, and they, she was doing dialysis seven days a week. Well, then she went to the doctor and, and do, do what Belinda does. She's so sweet to the doctors, and she starts having a few tears come down her face. And the doctor says, okay, Belinda, you can, only, you can do it now six days a week. You don't have to do it seven. Well, this last time she went back, the doctor told her, you only have to do it five days a week. Amen? I'm just telling you, God is moving, okay? And He wants to do the same for all of us. But as we move into 2019, I wanted to kind of give you guys a heads up on some things that we're going to be doing a little bit different or really basically just adding to the church because we see very, uh, we see a lot of value on these. So, number one, we haven't had this since the start of our church. We kind of tried to start it, but it just didn't get off the ground too well. But this time it's going to start and it's going to take off. And it's the uh, men's ministry, Hallelujah, Men's Ministry. We're going to kick that off February thirteenth, the day before Valentine's. So we'll all show up, and we'll put our heads together, and try to figure out what we can do for our wives to make them the happiest woman on the planet. Okay, so you know it's going to be it's going to be a gathering to where we hopefully get everybody on the same page. Uh, but no, that is uh, uh, Jake's going to be heading that up. He's pumped up about it. God's given him a lot of great things. And actually, the 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 title that we have for that, or he had, is No Man Left Behind. We ain't leaving nobody behind. I'm telling you what, man, we are not leaving no man behind. And I'm just gonna go ahead and put a plug in for a rated R movie right here in church. Can I do that? Here we go. Look at here. Let's see how many people are gonna be religious. Okay. How many of y'all ever went and seen a rated R movie? <laughs> how many of y'all seen The Passion? You seen a rated R movie? You've seen a rated R movie? Yeah. <laughs> a rated R movie, okay? The reason why I'm going to put this plug in because there's there's a scene in this movie about a man, uh, it's called Hacksaw Ridge, okay? And I know there's there's blood and gory, but how many of you know when you watched The Passion of Christ, was there just a little bit of blood? Just a little bit, okay? Just a little bit. Well, this is a war movie, so there is a few cuss words in it. How many of y'all have ever heard cussing? Okay. I mean, we've heard cussing, so that's not really nothing. I don't endorse going to see rated R movies, okay? I'm not saying that... Oh, pastor said, let's go watch a radar movie. No, I'm not saying that. But this movie right here has just got a meaning in it that I really believe all of us as believers and followers of Christ need to get. But in the movie, there's a man, I forget his name, but he had his Christian beliefs that he was not going to carry a gun. It was just against his religion to have a gun. So he wanted to sign up to be a paramedic in the army. Well, they made fun of him. They laughed at him because he would not carry a gun. I mean, they, they really ridiculed him and made him feel like a worm. Has anybody ever made, been made fun of or made to feel like you're you know, not that good of a person because you're a Christian, you're weird, you're a hater, whatever the case may be, okay? Well, they were making fun of him. But see, it's the moral of the story. It's the finish line that we're after, guys. It's not just the start. It's the finish. Well, he stayed true to his beliefs through the whole movie. Well, they get in a one-on-one battle, and this is a bloody battle. Back then, they didn't have what we have today, okay? So, man, they're right there facing the enemy Man, just people just being killed all over the place. Well, our military retreated and went back down because it was just the firepower was too strong. But I want you to know that man stayed on that hill and he kept going and getting soldiers and bringing them over getting soldiers, bringing them over. I mean, he just they were yelling at him to come on down. The enemy is coming closer, but he would not quit. And he was confessing scriptures the whole time as God was helping him just get one soldier at a time and get him down there. Did you know he ended up saving over 70-something people's lives that day because he would not give up? And God took care of him. So the meaning is so powerful that guys were called to a bigger call than just showing up on a Sunday morning, a bigger call than just saying you're a follower of Christ. No, we have people that are lost, that are being left behind, you know what I'm saying? And we get tripped up in this world of materialism that we just forget what it's really about. It's about helping people get to the finish line in life. And man, if you have found the start line, which is Jesus, why would you not want to help somebody get this? Man, you know, everybody in this room, I could pass a mic around and you can't tell me that everybody in this room couldn't say something that God's done for you good. Everybody could. If that's the case, it's worthy of giving it away. Amen? So we're going to talk about that gift today. We're going to talk about that precious gift. So, but anyway, the men's ministry is going to start February 13th. We're going to do it every other month. Women's ministry is going to continue in January. You're going to keep, keep doing the women's thing. And we're actually going to start a young adult's uh, ministry in January. How many of y'all are like out of high school and you're like 20 in your 20s? How many of y'all? Okay. All right. We got, we, got, we got a few. Well, guess what? That was really the reason why we started Revolution Church like five years ago is we wanted to connect with those that got out of youth ministry and were kind of on their own per se, going to college and this kind of stuff and being taught all kinds of weird stuff or just being lost, not knowing what they're going to do, who they're going to marry, what job we are going to work at. How many of y'all that are in your 20s kind of think, man, there's a lot to think about? There is. Where are you going to work? Where are you going to be? You know what I'm saying? All of us that are 40 plus, we're like, ah, oh, is Jesus coming back anytime soon? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we pretty much done blazed the trail, man. We kind of know what's going on, you know? So we're going to kick that off and just have a, a wonderful time in that. And then another quick thing, and we won't really, we won't go into it today because I want to get into the message, but we want everyone to stay connected at our website. How many of y'all been to our website? Okay, well that is going to be the new lobby for Revolution Church. You want a welcome center? Or you want a place to where you go to get, get information about our church? Starting in 2009, that is, well it's already there now, but we are going to have everything on there. All the, the calendar events, all the upcoming events, everything's going to be on that website because that website is designed to be like a central hub of the church. It's designed to be a welcome center, an information desk, and it's so easy to to do. I mean, it's a real easy website. So we want everybody to get connected to that. And, um, you know, please check up upcoming events. Everything's going to be on there. Brandon's doing a great job with all that. He's anointed to do that kind of stuff and he's done a great job and that's just what we're going to be doing. And, and we got some other things too, guys. We're not going to just, you know, that's not it. That's just, you know, a little bit. Okay. Are y'all excited? Amen. <laughs> wow. Hallelujah. Don't make me be up here all by myself excited, okay, because I'm excited. I love Jesus, and I know you do too, but listen, let's just kind of participate. Even if it's weird, you know, even if you kind of like step out and you're a little weird while you're getting excited, that's okay. It's okay. Let's just know that we can be a little different today. Hallelujah. Well, God gave us the best gift, and that's the title of the message today. God gave us the best gift, and we're going to look at that. We have been in a series up until this point called God is with us. And through this series, we kind of was looking at how God is with us in the valleys. How many of y'all have ever been in a valley? Things ain't going good. You feel like you're all alone. I mean, it's dark and you're looking around going, my God, where's... I mean, all I do, is I see bad wherever I look. I mean, if it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. You know what I mean? You get in that mindset to where everything looks like it's against you. And that's designed by the enemy to be that way. Because he's hoping that when you trip up and do something wrong... He can start piling it on. It's called the pile-up technique. That's the enemy, the devil. He has what they call the pile-up technique. He just wants to pile it up on you, hoping that sooner or later you're going to go, Oh, I give up. Oh, man, let's just be done with this thing. You know what I'm saying? But no, 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 no. We're in the valley. We look up. Don't we, Lord? We look up. Hallelujah. We look up because up is where we're headed. Amen. We don't look at where we've been. We don't look at what we're at right now. We see Jesus. And we say, we may be here, but it's only for a short time we're coming through this thing. So we found out that God is with us in the valleys. One of the things we actually talked about that week was we may enjoy God on the mountaintops, but we get to know Him intimately in the valleys. Y'all remember that, right? Get to know Him intimately in the valleys. There's more people that run to God when their lives are wrecked than they do when everything's going good. Oh, Yeah. You let your life go crazy. You let things start falling apart. You get a report that says you're going to be dead in two weeks. You start thinking, well, you know what, I really don't believe in that God. But man, my, my aunt does or my, my mama does. Uh, maybe I need to go talk to him a little bit. You know, when, when, when you're staring at things like that, you begin to look at him a little bit. But as long as life's going pretty good, uh, we're good, we're good. I mean, I'll go to church when I can. I'll do this when I can. It's all right. It's all right. But let the world fall apart and boom, it's, it's, it, can be, it can be trouble. be trouble. You know, God would say if we're in the valley, He would say, show me your faith and I will show you my faithfulness. If you'll show me that you'll trust me, then I'll show you that I'll come through. But it takes us saying we're going to trust you. And how do we do that when the world's caving in, when we're making bad mistakes and everything seems to be going wrong? How do we do that? We do it by faith, not by feeling. Because if you go by how you feel after you mess up, you're going to keep messing up. Because everybody feels like a dog when they mess up. Man, you sin and you mess up and you do something you shouldn't do, man, you feel bad. Do y'all agree with me? You feel bad, amen? And the last thing you want to do is sit down and talk to God. Oh, my gosh. We got this picture of this angry being looking down going, oh, you worthless, scum, trash. But it's the total opposite. That's the picture the devil's holding up. The picture God's holding up, forgiven. I love you. Come to me. I will help you. Don't quit. Don't quit. Amen? Amen. What if God would have quitted? What if God would have said, you know what? I'm not going to send my son. That creation is a joke. Let's go ahead and I'll just thump that out into the, you know, infinity and beyond. And we'll start all over again with a new creation. I mean, he had that thought. He said that to Moses. Hey, Moses, stand back. Let me go ahead and wipe these people out. Be done with them. And then me and you, bud. Give me a little fist pump, Moses. We'll start all over. Thank God for Moses. Hallelujah. And Moses said, whoa, time out, time out. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing with Jesus, man. I'm telling you. Jesus is a game changer in our life. And he will be faithful to us. Second week, which was last week, we talked about God being with us, you know, in the the wilderness. Has anybody ever been in the wilderness? Who goes to the wilderness at night? I mean, y'all kind of look outside and go, you know what? It's dark. I think I'm going outside. Woo! Let's walk around the woods Do y'all do that? Okay Well Naturally we won't do that But you know Sometimes spiritually in life We can be walking in the dark In the wilderness And the lights be on We have a world of people That are in the wilderness right now And they need to see the light Well guess what? We're the guide We're the one that brings the flashlight And says hey Dylan Come on man I'm going to show you the way out man Well Nathan man I've been tripping for years How do I get out of here? Come on I got you bud Come on Follow me I got you I got the light We're going to do this thing You know what I'm saying? That's what Jesus is. He gives us the light. Hallelujah. Man. We found out that your deepest need becomes a gift when it drives you to depend on God. Man, when you, man, you get something, you just want to go go to God, best place to be. <laughs> I mean, you hear people sometimes go, oh, man, it's come to prayer. I guess we need to pray. What? Man, prayer is not your last resort. It's your first thing. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do first. Then we look at you know, NyQuil. You know what I'm saying? You got flu symptoms. I'm not against NyQuil. Big fan of it. Wish I had a stock in it, okay? But I go to God first. Then I hit the NyQuil. I don't do it every night. Some people get addicted to it. Have NyQuil in the refrigerator. What you drinking? Uh, NyQuil. What I do? No, no. But I'm just saying we go to God first before we look to earthly things. Because God don't want His kids in the valley. God don't want his kids I shouldn't say God don't want his kids to stay in the valley. He don't want his kids to stay in the wilderness. We're all going there. Everybody in this room is going there. So when you mess up and you screw up and you make a bad mistake, don't you think that you're an isolated case? Uh-uh. You're just a part of humanity. Amen. Yeah. Well, I thought you was a Christian Michelle, my God, man, look at you. You made the... And I'm in this world. I ain't of this world, but you know sometimes I can just act like you. I can be mean. I can be ugly, you know. But that's not where I'm going to stay. That's not where you're going to stay. Amen. We have hope. We have direction. Man, y'all, I'm fired up, man. I ain't even got started, man. I'm fired up. Man, I love Jesus. I tell you, man, he's good. I get to thinking about him, man. I get to thinking about what all he's done for me this past year. I'm thinking, man, we serve a good God. Hallelujah. Well, today I want to talk about God gave us the best gift. Would y'all not agree? The best gift. Now, the world don't think so. There's a lot of people out there that don't think that Christians have the best gift. Matter of fact, they'll fight us on that. I can tell you what, man. When you get around people and you start talking about God, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Ain't nobody going to say nothing to you. You'll fit in pretty, pretty cool. But when you start talking about Jesus Christ, oh, buddy, that changes the game, man. It changes the game. But that's a good thing. Well, let's turn to Matthew 1, and we're going to dive into this thing real quick. And kids, I know we got some kids in here, but guess what, man? I want you guys to lean in. Show mamas and daddies how to worship. Hallelujah. How to get into How to amen. Hallelujah. Josh, I need to hear amen back here. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. I want to hear y'all in it, baby. In it. Let's do this thing. Let's show them how we do it. Hallelujah. But in Matthew 1, verse 18, the Bible says this. And this has kind of been our text. We've been kind of reading out of Matthew 1. I know many churches are going to be preaching out of what, what, what chapter today? Chapter 2. Okay. Well, I was going that direction, but I thought, let's go a different direction. You know what I'm saying? Matthew had a view too. So we're going to look at Matthew's view. And it says this, in verse 18, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. Okay? His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then Joseph, to whom she was engaged, he was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Why was he wanting to break the engagement? His girl just got knocked up. And we about to share with our man that how all this happened, belly bump and all that, it just, it was the Holy Spirit. And you know most men's in the room, you know, we'd buy that all day long. Oh, yeah, Holy Spirit? Yeah, that happens all the time. You know, I mean, it's no big deal. I'm with you. It's cool, yeah. All right? Uh-uh. Nah. So him being a righteous man, him being a nice man, He did do it really nice. He was going to say, hey, look, you know, I mean, this ain't working. I mean, he was going to let her go really quietly. Whereas today, most men wouldn't go quietly. I mean, we'd go, who who did what? Holy Spirit where? We're going to go find this spirit, deal with this spirit right now. So he, he was going to do that, but thank God for what happens next. As he considered this? I mean, he was really thinking about this. I mean, guys, put yourself in that position. Your girl is pregnant by the holy what? (laughs) <laughs> he probably wasn't thinking spirit he was probably thinking holy something else that starts with an S you know what I'm saying he probably upset man and I don't know what their cuss words back then but y'all know what S you know, y'all know, you got a cuss word for S y'all looking at me like I'm crazy like I, I don't even know what I'm talking about come on man men I don't care if you saved or righteous or not you still be hurt and sometimes we speak out of our hurt we speak out of our pain even though you may be a Christian Merry Christmas. We're so glad you're here today. (laughs) But as he considered this, guess what? An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Thank God for that angel. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to be fulfilled by the Lord's message to the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means what? God is with us. Now, let's see what happened here. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. He did not have sex with his wife until the baby was born does anybody know why he did not have sex sex with his wife before she before the baby was born does anybody know that good good. i want you all to think okay there's a reason why why would you even put that in there i mean seriously why would we even put that passage in there this is significant to the whole story of jesus This is what God was talking about in in Genesis when he said, I'm going to raise up a man that's going to crush your head. He didn't say another man was going to raise up somebody. He said, I am going to raise up a man. So God impregnated Mary because the seed of all human life comes from the man. The seed, every human being is in the seed of a man. And God set up the human body, He set up the woman's body in a way that when he did impregnate Mary, Mary's contaminated sinful blood, sinful life would not be able to intermix with the seed that was in her. That's very important because when Adam and Eve messed up, guess what happened? Every person that was born from that day forward was a sinner. They were lost because of the nature of, And the sin nature that had been deposited into Adam, therefore was going to be deposited to every living being from that day forward. So God set this up from the beginning. He set the woman's womb up. He set it all up to where he could, before before it ever started, he set this up to bring Jesus into this world. And that's very crucial to our being saved right now and having a perfect Savior. Because if not, if Mary's blood would have been mingling with the baby, guess what? That same sin nature would have ran through Jesus, the baby. And he would have been no different than us, full of sin. And he couldn't have been the perfect sacrifice. Do we got that, Emily? Are we there? Okay. I need to say amen back there, Josh. Come on now. Amen. I know this is, you know, a little bit above y'all, but y'all are good. Y'all got it, okay? Y'all doing good, okay? But God decided to send his son to the earth so that he would be able to have relationship with his creation again to all those who would accept his offer. Jesus was an offer, He still is, to all those that will choose Him. He gave His Son to pay the price for the sin that was committed by Adam and is still being committed by all those that have not accepted His Son as their Savior and Lord. God never gives up on you and He will go to great lengths to save you. Did you know that God is at work right now, not only in your life, to continually draw you to Himself, He's always trying to get his kids to come to him. In that small, still voice that we talked about, about God with us in the valley, we talked about that small, still voice, he's whispering to all of us, all day, all the time, don't do that. That's why when you're you're maybe drinking too much or maybe you're partying too much, maybe you're gossiping, maybe you're spreading lies, there's always something going in you going, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And everybody in this room, y'all know that happens. I'm going to tell you, that's why we hesitate sometimes before we do something wrong. Why? (laughs) That voice just said, don't do it. Don't go there. But sometimes we push past it. We ignore it. And we end up making mistakes that we wish we wouldn't have done. But God don't give up on us. He keeps going. Christmas time is a time of the year that is full of lights, joy, time with family and friends, and time of sharing gifts with each other. What kid in here? And I'm talking about big, but really I'm talking about anybody under the age of 18 that don't get excited About a gift You guys know I know y'all hear the Jesus thing That's good Jesus, Jesus, Jesus But we're thinking about those gifts Ain't we Josh? We're thinking about waking up on Christmas morning We're thinking about that Ain't we Cody? What am I going to get? Now some of y'all older ones Already know what you're going to get And I hope mommas and daddies Do a little bit better My mom You know my mom She'd always buy us a sweater From JCPenney's I'm thinking mom really? JCPenney's is where she works so That's what I got Sweaters and back then we had blue jeans that had the little patches on the Savion. Oh, oh, yeah. Come on, brother. <laughs> hey, 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 called roughnecks. I believe what they were tough skins or something. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have nothing, man, I'm telling you. you. know. But the point is every kid is going to be excited about Tuesday morning. I mean pumped. Can't wait. And even if you're an older kid, somebody walks up and hands you a gift. What do you do? You go, man, I'm, I'm good. I don't need that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Everybody likes a gift, everybody, and that's the time of year we're in. It's about the gifts, we're really, but God gave us a gift called what? Jesus. Gifts are an expression of the love you have for someone. It's not about the amount that you spend on the gift, it is about how much you value the person you are giving the gift to. I've never seen someone say no to a gift. That means when you are giving somebody a gift, you're saying, I valued you enough to stop what I was doing and go shop. In this hellacious environment out here okay that I think we all ought to get a certificate of completion because we made it through this mess amen I mean we need to have a rally we need to get pumped up and get excited that you even live through that stuff man I mean it's crazy but we actually you know take the time and we get somebody a gift now if it was up to me I'd buy everybody a gift card but Belinda she wants to get a gift for everybody we got to get a gift for Tom, Joe, Bob, Susan. Well, you know, uh, who are they dating this year? Are they dating somebody? Okay, well, we need to get a gift because they may show up. You know, we're just doing all that stuff, you know, and I just show up and get the credit. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) But we're all excited about it, but God gave us the best gift, guys. He gave us Jesus. Jesus gives us the best gift when we receive him into our heart. He gives us what? Eternal life. And he gives us the opportunity to be with his Father forever in a place that you can't imagine. Man, we think this place is, is somewhat exciting. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. This place that we live in is very boring to God. Very boring. When we look back for, you know, once we get to heaven, and we look back on what we thought partying was all about, you know, drinking, loud music, hip-hop, shaking and baking. Sometimes we shake and baking, don't even know what we shaking and baking? because we're so out of it, blitzed. And we think that's party. What do they show on TV? The Super Bowl's coming up. Bud Light, Bubba. Bud Light's going to be hitting the prime time. And they will not show a sign of the cars wrapped around telephone poles and the dead bodies laying around. Why? That don't promote what they're wanting, okay? They're going to show, oh yeah, come on, get another Bud Light. Woo! I mean, it's going to be loud. It's going to be looking good. I mean, man, the women will be sharp. The men will be sharp. I mean, they'll all be dancing. But that's not fun. And in the eyes of heaven, you know they got to look at that and go, wow. How boring is that? Because a lot of times we go to that stuff and we don't even remember it. (laughs) I couldn't tell you how many parties I went to like that drunk, stoned out of my mind. And the next day go, do what? What did we do? Where? What happened? But we think that's fun. We think that's happening. But one day we're going to look back and we're going to go, no, we're having fun in heaven. This is how you party right here. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to wait till I get to heaven. I'm going to go ahead and enjoy some Jesus on this earth and party and be that light. And I think you guys want to do that too. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus gave us the best gift, eternal life. Jesus was doing really good in heaven when God asked him to come to earth and be a payment for the sins of man. Jesus said yes, but the journey was not going to be easy. You know, Jesus was living pretty good. There's many of you guys that God asks you to do something because you're so comfortable in life, you don't even want to go do it. I mean, we struggle to just get to church once a week. Woo! Yeah, amen, brother! Amen, 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 amen! Woo! But we do. God asks us to do something, and it's just not comfortable. Mm, 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 Is that the right answer? Is that the right mentality? No. It's raining today, Pastor. Mm-hmm. It's cold. It's raining. Mm-hmm. I've had a hard week like we ain't all. <laughs> you know, I work Monday through Friday just like y'all, right? Okay? I'm on construction job sites when it's cold and I'm wrapped up in all kinds of clothes. <laughs> okay, I'm out there too, okay? But I pray to God I'm never... <laughs> Too busy to answer the call of my great God. I want to always be a gift that he's able to share with other people. And I want that out of us too because we have the greatest gift. So was Jesus really with his Father before he came to earth through the Virgin Mary? Was he really in heaven before he came? Let's look at John seventeen five. It says, And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourselves, with the glory which I had with you before the war world was. Before the world was. He's with his Father. So he called a time out and he said, God, I see your heart's broken for that creation down there. I see your heart's broken. And I want to help. So Father, I will go do it. I'll go rescue your creation from the mess they're in. And all he asked us to do is just turn and accept him and let him be the Lord of our life. Why does that seem to be so hard? I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) I'm glad you asked. So why would Jesus leave heaven and come to earth and give his life for us? Jesus came to this earth because he loved his father and wanted to help us in a time of great trouble. We had no way to get back to God without someone paying the price for the wrong done by Adam. Friends, you don't understand that now because you're alive and you're on this planet. But if every one of you could die... And be dead for about five minutes and actually see what goes on after you die. You could actually see the activity in the spirit realm that you can't see with your natural eyes. If you could actually see the flames of hell and the burning, misery people that are there, if you could actually see the glorious light of heaven, if you could actually tap into all that, everybody's mindset would be different when you showed back up in five minutes. But that ain't gonna happen. So, guess what? You, by faith, just like me, by faith, have got to believe this book. And we got to believe that Jesus is saying the truth. And then if we do that, then we'll get to reap that great reward when we do leave. Because you know what? You have a 100% chance of dying. You will be buried in a box six foot under. You will be either cremated and put it in a nice jar. You may be lost in Africa and a lion's eating you. I don't know how you're going to go. But you're going. I'm going. We're all going. And I'll be honest with you, Maverick knows. (laughs) We party at my funeral. Pate. Because I'm having a good time. Okay? I know where I'm headed. Amen? But we all gonna die. (laughs) Hallelujah. We had no way to get back to God without someone paying the price for the wrong done by Adam. There was a wrong committed, somebody had to pay that price. Somebody had to pay the price for what Adam did. And it was gonna take a perfect human being to get back what a perfect human being lost. That's the only way it would work. So everything from Genesis to Matthew was geared towards bringing a perfect sacrifice on this earth so we could have access back to God. It took 4,000 years for that to take place, but 1,000 years to man is like a day with the Lord, Peter tells us. So really, that ain't that long of a time, okay? I mean, really, guys, if you think about it, our human life in the eyes of God is about two and a half hours. That's not long. I mean, some of us has got about another hour to live. Some of us has got two hours to live, depending on where you're at on that calendar. But the reality is, is the calendar and the time is is not that long for none of us. And it says, Jesus wanted us to be able to experience the love of the Father forever and to enjoy being in the presence forever. How many of you know that Jesus looked around in heaven and he went, Wow, this place is awesome. Why would anybody want to miss this? Oh, I'll go, God. I'll go, Daddy. I'll go. Because I'm going to tell you something. When I get down there and I start sharing with everybody, everybody's just going to run to the cross. Everybody's going to run to Jesus. Everybody's going to be excited about going to to see God and see the kingdom of heaven. This is a waste of time to probably 80% of Henry County. Right now. Eight out of ten people are sitting at home right now. This is a waste of time. Y'all are weak. Y'all need the crutch of religion. I'm my own man. I do it my own way. I'll make my way. I don't need no God. I don't need no religion. I don't need that. That's the eyes of the world. They think what we're doing is weak, insignificant. But friend, again, if they could leave their body for five minutes and just see where their potential or where they're headed, they would not do that no more. But you don't, you don't get that opportunity, guys. That's why we have to make the choice here. So how does receiving Jesus work in our lives? How does that work? If you was in a class and somebody asked you, well, how does receiving Jesus work? When you say yes to Jesus, what happens? What goes on inside of us? I'm glad you asked, okay? Uh, Go to John 3, verse 1. John 3, verse 1. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. He said, Rabbi. We all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is what? What should be going on in our lives? Let's all say it together. Miraculous Miraculous signs. signs. That's how the world knows God's with us. And sometimes a miraculous sign is keeping your mouth shut when everybody on the job is talking about somebody. That's a miraculous sign in our world. Yes. How about when you go to the dinner party with your family and then all busting somebody because they're not there? How about you shutting up? Yeah. Amen. How about you talking good about them? That could be a miraculous sign. I mean, it's all relative to where you're at in life. We're so far off the compass that, you know, it's a miraculous sign if you don't lie. I told the truth this week. <laughs> I cannot believe it. God's moving. No lies came out of my mouth this week. I shared the truth. (laughs) So it's all relative. So they were noticing that God was with him because of the miraculous sign. But listen to what Jesus said. He said, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. That's good. That's good. That's good. You know, Nicodemus is probably thinking, wow, that's cool. But he's thinking like a lot of us before we got saved. Check out what he says. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? You're telling me i got to be born again, but man, climbing back up in my mama's belly and going through all that, man, that would be interesting, but impossible. So you see how this man, which is supposed to be a religious leader, should already know. How many of you know that the people out there that are not religious, by no stretch of the imagination, and maybe some of you in here are going, well, how are we going to be born again? Because it does seem legit that if you're going to be born again, we think through our natural mind that we're going to have to come the same way that we came through by our mother, being born again. So it goes on to share a little bit more about this. Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven without being born of what? Water and spirit. What does water represent? That's the natural birth. That is us being born by our mothers. But the Spirit is a whole different thing, and we'll get into it. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to the spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it goes, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. When you are born again, when you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit goes in and does something you can't see, with something you can't see at all is your spirit and he causes it to come alive because again like i said earlier when you're born you have you're born with a dead spirit your spirit is dead to god it is lost it is in darkness so when you say yes to jesus he goes in and he brings life to that spirit man that's why i say all the time you get the spiritual side of you set right everything else will fall in place but it's when our spiritual life gets out of whack then that's when our natural side begins to go crazy. It begins to go out of this world. But God is wanting to go in every single person. That's why you sometimes don't feel saved because your flesh didn't get saved. The skin didn't get saved. Your mind didn't get saved. Your spirit got saved. It's the one that got recreated. It's the one. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't look at how we feel. My God, many of us, if we went by how we feel, we'd be an emotional roller coaster wreck. Off the roller coaster, out in the woods, wilderness, out there, you know what I'm saying? We all know how we are born naturally, but few understand how we're born again spiritually. Your mother was the one who gave birth to you naturally, but it is the Holy Spirit that gives your human spirit birth to God through the finished work of Jesus as our Savior. Now, many people in the world we live in don't even believe you have a spirit. They believe you got a soul and a body. And if you don't believe that, pick up all the magazines and look at what they're dealing with. They're dealing with your intellect and your figure. Which, you know, I mean, we all, you know, I mean, it's nothing wrong with the figure. You know, we, we all want to work with that. You know what I'm saying? We all want to get smarter. But that part of you is going to be in the grave, brother. It's going to be in a box. All right? There's nothing we can do to cause this to change into living forever. Okay? It goes on to say, Jesus was not our Savior from death on earth. He was our Savior from death spiritually. When you die, your body goes in the ground, and that is it. But when your spirit has not been born again, then it goes to a place called hell, which is total separation from God forever. Well, I don't believe in hell. That don't change hell. That just may may make you feel better for the next 30 years you live on this earth. But if you don't have Christ... The Bible says you are going to hell. Does everybody understand that? (laughs) That is not what God desires, but God has given all of us a free will to choose what we will believe or not believe. We have a choice. And as much as God loves you, He gave you a free choice and a free will. And you either choose Him or you reject Him. God chose us because He loves us What will you choose today? Will you accept His gift or will you reject it? Will you accept Jesus as the Lord of your life? Listen, He's the Savior of the world whether you receive Him or not. That don't change. What changes is Him being the Lord of your life. And that means when you say yes to Jesus, you're saying no to you. That means when we say yes to Jesus, we're saying yes to His Word, His ways, His will. We're saying yes to all that. And we're saying no to us. Jesus had to say no to himself every single day he was on this planet. Even up to the point he was in the garden of Gethsemane. And he said, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass. But not my will, your will be done. Friend, in that garden, God gave him a picture of about what he was about to go through. And many of us would see a picture like that. Not even half that bad we'd quit. Listen, being a Christian is not going to be easy. Being a Christian is going to be a challenge. It's going to be painful. You're going to go through some things. But our reward is not found on this earth. Our reward is found in heaven when Jesus Christ, at the marriage supper of the Lamb, is handing out rewards. That's what we're excited about. We're not looking for our reward down here. My reward is to see somebody come to church or come to God. That's my reward. And if i got to go through hell to make that happen, bring it on. I don't care. I want a church that wants to bring a revolution to people's lives. Yeah. And the only way you have that happen is you've got to step out of you into something bigger and better. Yeah. And his name's Jesus, man. Yeah. We live in a great, great time. But how can I receive that gift today? You may say, well, how can I receive that gift? Or let me say it this way. How can I come back to this gift? Because some of you guys have received the gift. You just left it put And you went to doing your own thing. And you left Jesus over here. Jesus don't take second place. But Jesus ain't going to quit pursuing you no matter what place you put him in. He loves you too much. He will never give up on you. He will never give up on you. Let me say something. Jesus right now with tears that flow out of his eyes. He watches people that he has chased year after year. And he's given them opportunity after opportunity to, to turn their life around. And he's watched them die and go to hell. And let me tell you something, parents, if you've got kids and you watch your kids struggle in life and you've tried to help them, you've tried to help them, you've tried to help them, but they will not listen to you and they will not take your advice, they will not yield to what you're trying to say, and then all of a sudden they end up in jail or the electric chair or they're dead. Does that not break your heart? But at no point did you ever stop pursuing them. You will pursue them with everything in your life, everything you've got. I don't care what it is. That's why my heart breaks for people that have have sons and daughters that have killed babies or or killed people. It breaks my heart because there's a mom and daddy that's, that's, that's their kid. Your daddy God's no different. When he sees his creation go a direction he never designed for them to go because they wanted to live for a temporary satisfaction. That's a good place to say amen. Because we do. We chase the temporary. And we forsake the eternal. My God, people, man, what we have in front of us is way better than anything this world could ever put in your lap. Anything. I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing in this world that could stop me from loving God or quit serving God. Nothing. Never. I don't care who it is. Every preacher in America could stand up and say, man, we've committed adultery. We're addicted to porn, and we ain't serving Jesus no more. Well, I'm praying for you, brother. I am not leaving Jesus Christ. I don't care how bad I screw up. I'm a pastor of a church. Do you think I make mistakes? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, I make mistakes. Okay? There is no big sin and no little sin. There is no white lie and black lie, green lie, little lie. No. Sin is sin, my friend, no matter what it is. But the good news is we have a Redeemer. We have somebody we can run to when we mess up. Jesus saved us from our sins, man. And man, when you think about it, no matter how bad you screw up, no matter how bad you mess up, you can always run to Jesus and he will never have the door closed. He will never turn a deaf ear to you. He will never turn and go, no, you you done messed up too much. Uh Uh-uh, I ain't got time for you. Your family might, your friends might, but Jesus Christ will never leave you nor forsake you. Never, never, never. He is good, man. He is good. Woo! Okay, so how can I receive this gift today, Dylan? How can we receive this gift? I know y'all are waiting You're on the edge you see. Oh man, I want to receive this gift. Because see, many of y'all have received this gift, if not all of y'all. But just like any gift, if you don't open it and enjoy the benefits of it, you never get to experience what the gift can bring to you. This gift, Jesus, when you open him, oh my goodness. It is amazing. But how do we receive this gift? In Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. Check this out. We're in the Amplified Bible. I think this is a woman who wrote this Bible because it's very long. It says, because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing His power and authority and majesty as majesty God, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will what? Be saved. For with the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in His justification, that is, being made righteous, being freed of the guilt of sin, and made acceptable to who? God. We all may not have that one. Okay, you do. And then it goes on to say, and with the mouth He acknowledges and confesses His faith openly, resulting in and confirming His salvation. Friend, all we do is ask Jesus to come in. We ask Jesus to come in. Okay? That's all we do. The Holy Spirit does the rest. The Holy Spirit does the rest of the work. You know, we ask Jesus, we ask Jesus to heal our body. Now, let me ask you something. As you ask Jesus to heal your body... From that point on, do you have anything that you're going to be able to do? What's your part in that? We're going to walk by faith and believe God's going to correct the things we ask Him to correct, right? There's really nothing we can do. No, there is something you can do. You can speak what He said speak. Just like confessing Jesus is Lord... Your mouth brings about that confession and you get saved. It's the same way you get healed. The same way you get financially blessed. It's the same way. We say with our mouth and we believe with our heart that God is going to meet our needs. We say with our mouth, we believe in our heart that God's going to heal our body. We say with our mouth, we believe in our heart that God's going to save us. And then when God comes in by the Holy Spirit and He changes your heart and He will. He will change your heart. When He does, That's when the enemy's going to try to come and begin to try to get you to fall backwards. It's a spiritual thing. This is a spiritual thing. But spiritual things matter most. Earthly things matter least. We get the spirit right, all the natural will flow. Even if it looks bad now, you stay close to Jesus and it will all line back up, I promise you. We're not moved by what we hear. We're not moved by what we see. We're moved by what we believe. And if we believe... Jesus, we confess Him with our mouth and believe in our heart that God has saved us, then guess what? We are what? Saved. But guess what? This belief, the word belief that is used in this thing, is not that just we just say words only. Our actions line up with our words. If we ask Him to be the Lord of our life, then what do we got to do? Now, how are you going to find out how he's going to be lord of your life if you don't read the human manual called the bible. And when our life don't match up with the bible, then guess who's being lord at that point? You are. We got to change if he's really the lord of your life. And that goes for everybody in this room. You'll have a successful 2019 physically and materially if you have a successful spiritual spiritual 2019. It all starts with the Spirit, guys. Jesus came to this earth not to save us naturally. He came to the earth to save us spiritually because He had to go to the root of the problem. And the spiritual was the root of the problem. Our spirit was dead. So He had to deal with that, and He did. And now we have access back to God. But what we're going to do is we're going to pray. And then we're going to have a time of, of, of lighting some... Um, Well, we're going to cut the light on. We'll do candles maybe next year, okay? But we're going to to let our light shine, but it's going to, it don't matter. It all represents the same. But I want to pray for all those that you say, you know what, Nathan? I'm not really walking like I should. And I just want to come to God, and I want to get things right. I want to pray with you. I want us all to pray for those. Now, I also want to pray for those that maybe say, you know what, Nathan, I've never accepted Jesus. I've never confessed Him with my mouth and believed with my heart. I've never done it. Today's your day. You can do it. And I'm going to ask you, if that is you, on either occasion, I just want you, I'm not going to call you to come up here. Everybody should bow their head. Let's close our eyes because I don't want nobody looking around. This ain't about exposing anybody or making anybody feel bad. We're not here to make people feel bad. That's not it. But Jesus said clearly, if you're ashamed of me on earth, I will be ashamed of you in front of my Father, which is in heaven. So I'm asking every single person in here, if you want to affirm your faith or you want to reaffirm your faith, any one of those, then I want you just to be bold to put your hand up and put it back down. Anybody in here. We do not want to leave today if you got some things that ain't right. And you just simply go boom, boom, okay? You have to make that commitment. You know what your life's like, guys. You know where you're at. You know where you ain't at. But God is calling you to come to Him. But He's got to have your participation. And then as long as you want to control your life, guess what God will do? He will let you control your life. So if you want to affirm your faith or you want to reaffirm your faith, if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life or maybe you want to come back to the Lord because you've been away, just raise your hand. We're not going to call anybody out. I see that hand. Thank you for that hand. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Be bold, man. I see that hand. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. God is happy. God is happy because you're his kid. You're his kid. And I believe when we pray this prayer as a family, I believe your heart is going to change. I believe God's going to do some things in you. That's why we're here today, guys. We're all in need of a Savior every single day. Every single day. So I'm going to have everybody, if you would, just go ahead and let's stand. And then I'm going to have you guys confess something after me. And I believe that as we do this, guys, and I want everybody to be serious. Maybe it's not you right now. Maybe you're walking with God. Maybe you're on fire for God. Maybe you uh, eat the Word of God for dinner. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you're just there. But I'll be honest with you. There's several in this room. You raised your hand. There's several of you that didn't raise your hand that you need to say this prayer after me. And you need to believe in your heart. Jesus is not a baby in a manger no more, guys. He's a man. He's God. And he's here to help you and help me. So let's all bow our head And y'all just say this after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me Of THE THINGS THAT I CONTINUE TO DO THAT DON'T PLEASE YOU I ASK YOU JESUS RIGHT NOW TO COME AND LIVE IN MY HEART I BELIEVE THAT GOD RAISED YOU FROM THE DEAD AND I BELIEVE THAT RIGHT NOW YOU ARE THE LORD OF MY LIFE THANK YOU JESUS FOR SAVING ME Thank you, Jesus, for helping me. In Jesus' name, amen.